type of makeup where people like they put highlight on and it's uh-huh. like a very very bright color i'm not a huge fan of that like I like it when my skin looks like skin personally. So I don't mm-hmm. like looking like I have a lot of foundation on. So I like putting like a maybe like a shade or two lighter of concealer and then my actual skin tone and then just blending it all together. Oh, uh, okay. Like I want to look like people my do that face. when they when they do the like when they do it underneath. Like if I put concealer on or my contour on on top of my foundation it's more close to my skin tone but if I do it under my foundation it's more extreme but I also like a heavier build sometimes like you're somebody who likes light to medium I like light to medium or medium to heavy I, like okay if I don't want to color correct because let me tell you if I color correct and everything my skin looks amazing but it also takes more coverage right but anyway we're here again. Hello. Started off talking about makeup. Ooh. Come on. You love to see it. Because I love to see it. What? Week three, sis. That's what oh. I love to see. <laughs> oh, already. I thought we were talking Girl. about makeup still. I was like, see what? Is there something wrong with my face? Oh. <laughs> Week three. Yes, gosh. you're right. We are here. And I'm Av. And I'm Drika, but y'all knew that already. I know, Dawes. <laughs> Shut and with this is I'm Not Ready Podcast. Woo, woo. Podcast where we talk about life and things we probably aren't ready for in yes. general. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Girl, we are back. Back and better. Yeah, I feel like this week is, well, I was going to say I feel better this week than I have compared to the last week's because, you know, of, like, everything going on. Mm-hmm. And then I remembered stuff, and now I'm not that happy anymore. <laughs> so what you're saying is you're still not ready. Mm. Pretty much. How that works. Emotionally. Emotionally, I'm not ready. I Since feel like... I'm not going to talk about emotions. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all... We, yeah, we definitely had a... <laughs> <laughs> you definitely had more of an emotional thing going on compared to me yo but i was just saying like i don't know i feel like the initial shock of everything being shitty has now passed Mm -hmm. so now i've kind of just hit the point where i'm just like sad about it like before i was angry but now i'm kind of just like "Mm, this is still shitty (laughs) three weeks later yeah (laughs) And it's yeah. like, I want shit to change really fast, but that's just not how things work. Like change and especially like systematic change or systemic change, that takes time. And I have yeah. to realize that it takes time. So I can't I mean, be upset. I would say just, you know, it, it is honestly so hard to have faith in a system not set up for you. Exactly. Um, so when I say that we should have faith, understand that, I think we should have faith in each other. Right, we're exactly. Working towards our collaborative liberation because, first of all, right. collaboration is the only way that true liberation exists. Exactly. Um, but, I mean, we also have hope that we will see better. Um, right. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's just like, it's that consistency thing. That's what's hard for me. Because, like, for me, I like seeing very immediate change, but that's also just a very American thing. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to our degree our masters which talks about cultural differences 
and there's like a thing about like short-term and long-term expectations essentially that's like one of like a cultural value and like in america we're very much short-term oriented so we like quick change we like things which is also why we burn bridges very like Um, instant gratification type thing as opposed to other cultures that are more long-term oriented for teaching us something (laughs) i know like relationship wise like long-term things so yeah you know i mean I guess we are kind of learning with our degrees. Who knows? <laughs> I'll say this. I mean, the only thing I know, you know, that's constant is that by the grace of God, every day that I open my eyes, I'm a black woman. And I love that shit. But that's a constant is that I'm black. And so I think one of the best things that I can do, and it's not always easy, but finding constant joy in my blackness. Right. Like yesterday, I was twisting my hair, and I keep turning. We're like, "Oh, come on, hang time." Come no, that that's time. what I was literally saying. I was like, "Come on, Lane." And like, just like there's so many things I I really do try to find that beauty and blackness and the beauty in myself. And I I don't know. I I really love us. Like the Same. pictures people share of George Floyd, of course, are heartbreaking. Right. But part of it is so endearing because I'm like, I look at you. And I see my family. I see these right. black men that I love. Like, I love us. I love our features. People spend money wanting to be us. Right. Um, but you can never recreate what you don't have naturally. And I take right. pride in that. I, I honestly do take pride in that. So at the end of the day, all this shit's going on. The world been going to hell in a handbasket. And at the end of the day, what the fuck? Oh. Oh, Jesus, my um laptop charger started sliding down his pillow and I thought something was moving. I'm like, all right, I ain't oh, Lord. <laughs> You're already scaring yourself and it's only like five minutes in. <laughs> listen, listen. But nah, at the end of the day, you know, I take pride in the fact that regardless of everything going on, other people still want to be black. They just don't want to admit it. And for me, first of all, I'm great. I'm wonderful. I love it. I got to pump myself up. Listen, when you've been bullied, you learn that shit. But not for all. Other people want what we have naturally. And that's not to say Black people are better than anybody else, because I don't think we are. At the same time, I know I'm fucking amazing as a Black woman and as a Black woman alone, regardless of me having a degree, regardless of the fact that I'm childless, regardless of the fact that I'm these things that society says you should be and I've done things the quote-unquote right way, I'm no better than any other Black woman. I'm just amazing because of my Blackness and my womanhood. So Mm. that's the hope I got. You just gave a whole sermon, sis. (laughs) I was just saying I was a little sad. (laughs) Nah, sis, we can't, we can't, I just, I can't do it. I feel that. I think it's not, I think it's not the fact that I don't want to be sad. It's not like I'm not acknowledging the things that I'm grateful for and those mm-hmm. like things that you have stated before. I think it's also just the point that it's okay to be sad sometimes. Yes. <laughs> like, I think it's just me acknowledging that I don't have to be super strong. Like, the whole strong Black women thing is very traumatizing for Black Hate women. It. So, like, having that energy to always be like, I'm going to be fighting. Like when, I, like, when this whole thing started, I was like, super adamant about posting like going to meetings like trying to support anything any way i can and i think again it's just that like longevity of doing something that can be very very taxing burnout is real yeah it's like a burnout so real so for me it's kind of just like i'm sad because it's still happening i do have a lot of hope that things are going to continue and getting Mm -hmm. better even if the media isn't showing it as much anymore because you know it's just dying down a bit 
well, it's dying down in terms of the media, not in terms of the yeah, actual. They're still out there doing the damn thing. Yeah, they're still out there doing the damn thing. But like for me, I'm just saying like it, it can be very taxing and it can be very exhausting at times. So I think it is also just important to be like, yeah, I'm kind of fucking sad. Yeah. <laughs> and no, that's okay. I wish this shit could be better faster, but it takes time. And like I remember I was seeing those pictures where it's like certain movements and certain boycotts and they take like hundreds of days sit-ins were taking mm-hmm. 50 plus days and like i have to be acknowledging of like those things take a long time and change takes a long time so i have to be persistent but also like very understanding of my emotional toll that i'm taking on myself like if i need to step back for a few days i can step back for a few days if i want to give a, a whole lot of whole lot of in a certain moment that I'm mm-hmm. I need to be able to reel it back in at a certain point just so I can protect my own sanity as well that's important yeah. I mean it is okay to not be okay and that is exactly. something I've had to learn even in our dynamic you're much more of a person that's willing to admit that than I am I still have that superwoman syndrome sometimes and you know I really try to catch it and nip it in the bud um but it is part of being a black woman, you know. I fucking hate that strong shit. Like, let me let me yeah. just say, I hate in any way, and I know we had notes in outline, but I hate in any way the We're thought of having to, to be strong. <laughs> like when I so I got on Twitter last week and, you know, there was like the the thing where people were saying the age they were when they were abused or assaulted sexually. Right, right, right. I did first see that. First of all, that's triggering. It's fuck to see first thing in the morning when you open White. Twitter. I was not ready White. for it. And I was like, oh my God. Um, but I hate when people come out and say, oh, I was abused or this, that, and the other. And it's like, you're so strong. Fuck that. Fuck very all bored. of that. I don't need to be strong. Right. The person who did this, like the per- the people who do these things to people need to be held accountable. The people who come out, the survivors, need to have the space to not have to be strong. Right. Why is it that strength is something that we're supposed to have in those circumstances? And, and, and not just in that way, but in any way, it's like, oh, you're so strong. You, you work three jobs and you put yourself through school. I shouldn't have to. Facts. I shouldn't have to and you know or when people tell children who've gone through something oh you're so strong a child does not need to be strong like that little Mm -hmm. girl protesting that shit breaks my heart yeah she's seven years old and it's the summertime you know what she need to be doing getting up eating some breakfast watching some cartoons going outside to play playing with dolls or cars or whatever she wants to play with because kids can play with whatever toys they want but she needs to be playing that is a child's place a child's right. place is happiness right and peace I agree. so yeah. that's all i gotta say I, but i hate that strong shit like yeah that's that. that's a whole topic in and of itself that could be and that's definitely episode. not on the outline because <laughs> on we're on three weeks and baby and we're getting professional we had outlines now like and Period. obviously okay. all those things get completely thrown out the window when we actually start talking <laughs> but at least we have an outline listen we try one day we'll stick to it fully i think we did last week we did okay we were all right (laughs) anyway what is something you weren't ready for this week or are you did definitely jump into that um so for me personally okay i know we weren't gonna i'm not gonna say we weren't gonna get political but i need to get this out now because the rest of the car is gonna be very fun and happy 
but that bullshit with Trump like repealing those things around the trans lives like the healthcare and all of yo, that stuff yo, yo. I'm not gonna lie that shit is the I'm not even trans and I can only imagine how traumatizing that no, is no 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 fuck that we can get political for that let me tell you something right that is so traumatic trans like I was not lives like matter period point blank Black trans lives matter, Latinx trans lives matter, trans lives matter for trans people who have not had sexual reassignment surgery because that does not constitute being transgender. Transgender lives matter and transgendered individuals deserve the same rights as everybody else. I can go to the doctor's office. No, 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 we're not gonna use me because black people aren't treated that great anyway. I was about to say, healthcare and black people are already kind of problematic. That's a whole whole episode. We're not gonna get into that. Yeah. But no trans lives matter in every way shape and form and and i hate to break it to you but they fucking matter like yeah. that that's probably one thing that pisses me off the most how dare you like how dare you everybody deserves to be protected that is a human right you deserve right. health care access to clean water the ability to walk down the street like and not be harassed it's just so dehumanizing that's that's like exactly. what's very heartbreaking about it and well it's two parts the fact that they do they did something like that on the anniversary of the Pulse massacre, mm-hmm. that is so fucking traumatic. I'm Just so like, sorry. Just uh, like the rally on Juneteenth, but we gonna get there. Then the Not rally on Juneteenth—that's something we can bring up right here too. Like they're very oh, intentional. With sorry, their, y'all. <laughs> they're very intentional. We're gonna have fun soon. Stay tuned. <laughs> but the shit is very. It's traumatic to me. And I just I just had to say that because it's just like, and also, of course, our links are going to be below. They're still going to be there. All of our private links are still going to be there. Hashtag link shorties. Come on. They're still going to be there. So please take a look and try and support them through this Listen, terrible ass time. Like, why would you, This is fucking pride. It all boils down to this. It, pride month and you do some just, shit like that? Listen, Come be on. a decent human being. Be a decent fucking human being. And I'm sorry there's so many F-bombs, but I'm also not. Because you know what? You know what? Trans people deserve to live great lives and regular lives. And so does everybody. They deserve to not be discriminated against fucking going to get medical help in an already shitty medical system that we have in America? Like, bro, what? Heartbreaking. Like, just just let people have access to medicine. Why, Why is it necessary to repeal somebody else's rights? They want everyone to die. I'm convinced rich people that's actually the really crazy thing about capitalism because they do shit to hoard wealth like all of these like repeals and like not also paying people and Mm -hmm. like not giving them the right type of health care and like coverage and things like that but then when your labor market starts to die what the fuck are you finna do because you're not finna work so it's just like this whole Mm -hmm. like that's why they say it's so unstable and like so ridiculous because just like you're doing the same shit to keep people poor but at the same time when they start dying off because of the stupid regulations you have and then your regulations to keep them safe you're fucked so it's just like it doesn't even make sense like i fucking hate all of it honestly yes yes i just had to say that first and again the tulsa thing like him having a fucking trump rally in fucking tulsa on juneteenth is fucking whack and very intentional and he's a bitch for that and his whole fucking cabinet are bitches for that and that's that, that, it's just so disrespectful like so disrespectful and 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 let me say this to hold that office it, oh, never mind i ain't even gonna start it you just gotta people have to do better that that's the end of that it's just that people yeah, have they do. to do better Oof. 
that could be a whole episode in and of itself, but we're not going to do that. Because no, we said we were I don't have even fun. want it. I don't want it. I'm not running we my blood pressure. I'm not today. giving evil people that kind of control over me. It needs to be talked about, yes, but yes. I don't, I can't. But girl, we can't I, be exhausted every week. No, no, we can't but get a whole episode about to it. me. Because the no. thing is, we had a whole thing planned. Because, you know, we re- we typically record on Fridays and Saturdays. So we have the whole week to kind of prep for things. So, like, we see things that are, like, funny and nice. And we're like, oh, like, by Tuesday or Wednesday, we have a meeting and we talk about things that we want to talk about. And then it's like, yeah, great. We have a whole idea. Then shit happens between the meeting and, like, us recording now. And not just like, well, now this is completely thrown off our yep. whole idea. Yep. <laughs> Fuck the outline. Yep. We're going to be upset about X, Y, and Z now. Listen. <laughs> it's like, come and- on. Yeah, and if you come across this and say, "Damn, these are two angry black women," you're right. Why don't Facts. you ask what made us angry? Facts. I, I, I just, I, I'm just gonna leave that with y'all. I'm gonna leave that on y'all heart. Yeah, and I'm gonna let y'all meditate on that. Yes, but, but I just, anyway. I feel like it was very important to at least acknowledge that because yes, we're gonna like absolutely. have fun throughout the rest of the episode. I think it's just important to just say that that little no, blurb. Fuck those niggas because they is. really suck. And again, my DMs are still open. If you have any questions, if you don't understand these issues if you don't understand um you know the people and their transgender identities or if you you want to be a better ally listen i'm a cis woman but it's my duty as an ally to to help you as best as i can we don't need to give that burden to trans people so slide in my dms tweet me instagram me whatever ask me any questions you have i will do my damn best to help you out and understand that um because we all we got clearly (laughs) so all the links are below and all of our ads are below i'm not around up down something like that oh yeah up round or down okay another thing we weren't ready for and the rest of that is gonna be light i promise Uh, we had a Norwegian download. No, it was a Danish download. Denmark, yes, yes, Denmark. Come on, international. Baby, we around the world. (laughs) Listen, come, come Come on. All I know is when we get our first French follower, we going to Paris. Period. I love France. I'm going to get my croissants and my crepes. (laughs) Just like just an excuse. We're gonna have a meetup. One person shows up. Nah, it'll be people there, you know. You know, we'll get down with the get down and all that. Um, but, but yeah, yes. no. Nah. So one thing I wasn't ready for this week, and honestly, y'all probably gonna get sick of hearing about Snoopy, but just stick through it. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> so I took Snoopy for a walk. That's our dog. I took him for a walk oh, shit, a few days ago, and we went on a long walk. So he was tired, and I try to get him in the morning if we go for a walk before he eats or anything. And I'll take the little blue bag so he can poop and all that good stuff. Um, hashtag pick up your dog poop. Um, and so we're walking back. Don't roll your eyes at me. I hate when people leave dog poop around. Just pick it up. <laughs> so we're walking down and we're in our neighborhood and there's this guy taking out the trash. And, you know, I'm from the South. I speak to neighbors. And this is kind of still the South. It's like fake South, but whatever. <laughs> so I'm walking the dog and he knows what side he has to stay on. And so he has to stay on my left side when I walk him. So the guy was like, hey, good morning. So I look up, me all friendly. Hey, good morning. Snoopy cuts in front of me. I trip on the sidewalk, 
it takes like everything in me not to fall. But then I'm embarrassed as hell because I'm like, damn, this random person now thinks I'm a klutz. When they see me, and my puff is distinguishable. I hadn't twisted my head yet. Every time they see the puff, they're going to be like, there go this one girl who can't walk straight to save her life. And here I am. Here I am. So the yeah. thing is about Snoopy is that I hope uh, most of you guys have an uh, Twitter. There's that one meme or that video of the person and their dog walking and the per- the owner like playing dead and then the dog just keeps walking. That's essentially Snoopy's energy. Like, <laughs> Drika would fully fall and <laughs> Snoopy would keep walking. But I could totally imagine that happening. Like, he probably would. He would keep walking and then when he, reali- when he realized, like he would keep walking and then if he realized I wasn't by him, he turn around and just sit down, wait on me, or he come back. I mean, like, that's nicer. He would than not that, go though. get help. Uh, he wouldn't do none of that, honestly. <laughs> if he saw another dog, he'd run down there, and then I'd just be laying there. Yep, until help arrived. <laughs> but that's what I mean. We have a little dog, not a big dog, so I guess that's part of it. Um, that's hilarious. That I remember yeah. when you first told me that story, and that shit was so funny. Because I really I'm just imagined Snoopy so like fully like staying on the left and then you know he's just thinking like i want to cross here <laughs> and then just that's exactly walk. what it was because he like smells <laughs> i mean he's a dog so he smells other dogs so he started sniffing this other yard and i'm like damn it dog we're now now of all that's times so now funny. so yeah but that's my fur baby i love him to death mm. so um as the podcast him, he's my child that's but whatever what happened I said he's going to be the podcast mascot. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I love that. Or we can make it a Scotty dog, but I feel like you hate that. I mean, we can't get it to – can't be only on your side. Like, <laughs> I like Snoopy. Like, I'm not a Scotty, so it doesn't make sense. Okay. Well, we can make it – we can make it a little Bichon Maltese. They're cute. Uh, we'll see. Anyway. Um, what was what you ready for? Oh, my God. <sighs> Let's talk about Bon Appetit, baby. <laughs> Fill me in because I don't know Jack about Jack. Okay. Bon Appetit is a freaking, basically a cooking magazine that's like under a a branch of like, I think it's Condé Nast. So they're like a big conglomerate that's in charge of like Vogue, I think Teen Vogue, and a bunch of other magazine outlets and Bon Appetit Mm -hmm. is one of them. So they have the actual magazine, which is like where people post to, but they have a YouTube channel which is like kind of controlled by a separate body, but is connected directly to the Bon Appetit magazine. So like all the recipes they develop on the YouTube channel ends up going into the magazine. So like they call it the test kitchen and whatever. So apparently their whole, like the way they imploded in the middle of the week while I'm watching freaking It's Alive and Gourmet Makes. Like, oh gosh. Really a lot. And keep in mind, I'm not a cooking person. I'm not, I don't cook shit. I can't cook for my life, but I'd be lying if cook. I said I don't fully invest in watching cooking channels. Like, I watch cooking channels all the time. So what was so crazy about it is because when you really look at Bon Appetit, it's probably the widest thing you've ever seen. Like, fully, like... I ain't gonna lie. Some of them recipes have looked kind of good. I've watched a few videos. They do. They do. But, like, they... It looks very, like, white aesthetic. Like, white person goes to like nyu like specifically does like new york shit that's like very very white and posh and that's it like 
there's very there's only a few people of color on there and the recipes that they cook are very very skewed like very very white recipes there are a few episodes on there that have um, people of color that are cooking their specific dishes but even those are very skewed it's very much like very indian centered or very like chinese centered i think there was like one or two dishes that were chinese okay and everything else is like very like just the normal white pecan grape seed like <laughs> salad bullshit that they like to cook. Hold on, we're not gonna shit on pecans, but continue. <laughs> I'm not shitting on pecans, but what I'm saying is they love their nuts and their grapes and putting shit and everything. But <laughs> um, so what essentially had happened was, I guess a whole thing had come up with the editor in chief. So a picture had surfaced about him doing, um, I guess brown face, like he did, like he dressed up as like a Puerto Rican person, I guess. And it uh, it kind of traveled, and he was kind of like, "Well, I didn't technically do blackface because I mean brownface because I didn't paint my face; I was just dressed up as something else." And then I can't remember the second thing that happened, but something else had come up where it was very like sus and kind of racist, and basically that just uncovered and fucking descalped the whole thing. And like all the people of color that worked there were just like, "This place is fucking racist. Sheesh. <laughs> they don't fucking pay us. They pay us." minimum fucking wage like bullshit ass salaries while all the white people and white editors are basically making buku money and it's just like because essentially they have like their on-screen personalities oh and everything's very fucking white they do not do diversity very fucking well at all and if you watch the show you can kind of tell (laughs) you can kind of fucking tell so like on screen there's like the main like cast of people that do like shows like reoccurring shows so they have like warm it makes with one person it's alive with another person like recreations with another person so everyone kind of has their own show none of the people of color that are like the main people have a show mm. like the only one that have a show there is one person who's kind of brown like he's persian so technically he counts as a brown but he's very white passing you know Okay, gotcha. So when you're looking at all the shows that happen, it's very much like, oh, all the white people got shows. But all Mm. the brown people don't really have shows. Like, they develop recipes, but they don't necessarily have shows. So that's one problem. A second problem is that, again, a lot of their recipes are very skewed. They'll say shit like, we want to develop recipes, like, we want to develop more ethnically different recipes, like, more African recipes or more, like, um, different Asian recipes that are not just Indian and Chinese, like, you know? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, well, we want to make it easy for people to make. Like, they're basically finding excuses to not make diverse dishes, but then come up with, like, 50, 60-step shit for goulash. Like, <laughs> it's like, come on. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna just say this. If you've never had a good bowl of goulash you're not living anyway (laughs) it's It's delicious i know anyway you know what i mean so like they're very they weren't trying to expand past like this very like white centered dishes and like Mm -hmm. their few sprinkles of ethnic there is also a mexican guy um on the show as well so he kind of makes like i think mexican inspired dishes as well so like tex-mex not necessarily tex-mex like literally like authentic mexican recipes but the thing is a lot of the people of color are afraid to make well they're not afraid but they don't necessarily want to only make dishes that are based on their culture because then they get pigeonholed because then Uh, it's like oh you're only here to make the ethnic food and then go scurry off right and it's like i'm a diverse chef right like all the white people they make like diverse dishes and different types of dishes and like from different cultures and everything but like all the people of color 
um, chefs, they are only stuck doing like very specific things. And keep in mind, as far as I know, there's only like three, well, including the Persian guy, there's like four people of color, like visibly brown people on the shows. While there's probably like, huh? When they're making these dishes, the only people who cook, are are they like, do they kind of like water down or whitewash the recipes or like, are they like getting like the authentic stuff? Like, are they putting in the right spices and the right amounts or like? They're not ever really making that many diverse dishes. That's the thing. Like a lot of their dishes are like, well, it depends on if you're doing a pastry or if you're doing like an actual dish, but it's like very basic dishes. Um, I don't have any on in mind right now, but that's fine. And like some of them have like like spices or like twists on them. And a lot of those times when they're doing those little twists or whatever, that's when they bring the brown people in. Ah, <laughs> uh, they like okay. support. Like it's always like the brown people come in for support. Like there's one person, Sola. I love Sola. She's one of my favorite people on there. She's so fucking cool. But she was like one of the main people like these people are fucked up because she first got there she was already a chef for like years and years like at least 10 plus years right then she was she was assigned to do like editor she worked at restaurants she had all that experience and everything she came and they started her salary at like 50k huh yeah like Wait, 50 ha- or hold on, hold on. pause 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 to be an editor what yeah what state is this yeah no what and state because in the restaurant that business will tell us how fucked up that is because that's fucked up anywhere but the fact that you like what state are we talking like georgia are we talking oh this is a, what literal state new york yes it's new york what yeah 50 or sixty thousand american dollars in new york mm-hmm. and and that's another thing that was the other thing a lot of the white hip huh <laughs> the white cast members a lot of them got paid per video because this is not like a very small brand like their youtube channel be banging so right. when they make videos it's at least like a million views right at least with ads right a lot of the people on the show the the cast members they get paid per episode and while a lot of the brown people get paid per con like per salary like a salary based thing so some of the people that are in the episode, they have the contract that they have like working there, but then get paid based off the episodes as well. A lot of the brown mm. people did not have that same option. Like they were not getting paid for the so episodes the, they appeared in. So the white and then the white and the few non-black people of color were getting a better overall compensation. They were getting they were getting compensated way better. And mm. another thing, there was a whole other thing. Oh Jesus! Um, editors. Apparently, a lot of the black and brown editors were not getting paid, or they were getting paid very, very little, while all of the white editors were getting paid like full salaries. What's a full salary? Like a full salary, like a contract, like paid for the videos that they're editing. Right. Like you said, this this editor, she was one of the main editors, the one that was a cook. She was making fifty or sixty. Did she have right. a white counterpart? And if she did, like what were Well, she's a little bit different because she's actually on the episodes. Oh, so like okay. there's editors that are specifically not on the episodes that literally just edit the And they're videos. still only paying her fifty or sixty. They're paying her fifty and sixty and she's like on the show. <laughs> like right, that's so what I'm saying. Like that's oh no. No. Yeah. No. And she's, like, on camera, and she only gets paid, like, 60K. And then when all of this blew up, that's when they wanted to contact her later and give her, like, 20 extra thousand dollars. That's it? That's it. 
they really disrespected her. That's it. Pause. <laughs> like, like, bro. First of all, she should have came in. She should have came in. Keep in mind, and her base no? salary before anything else should have been eighty k minimum. And another thing was, some of the people on there, like the white counterparts, they get paid twenty k an episode. Some of them. Oh yeah. no! Hell no! They should have started with the contract at one twenty already. One twenty. Yeah. Like that's my thing. I also don't know that industry, so I can't speak on what a decent salary right. is. But if she's been there for a while, and in fact that you're in New York, like I would no, think she, like eighty would be based before videos. She specifically is someone that's new, but you can tell like she, it's just that she's already had experience. She's been an no, editor. No, that's my point editor, though. Like, when you have somebody yeah. come to the table, you have to pay them for their experience and exactly. for their knowledge. And that's why she said it was so whack because. She literally had just came in and they were giving her shit pay, but then they were the first one to throw her in front of the camera to be like, look, we have brown people here too. Like, we have brown people nah, on the show. Nah, it was that nah. type of thing. Yeah. And then a few of the brown people that were already there, they had already had a a problem with stuff too because like a lot of the times they would be the ones trying to advocate for diversity and like the dishes and the people getting hired and all of that stuff. And then they'd get ignored. And, like, they wouldn't be heard or, like, the dishes that they want to make wouldn't get made because they're too hard or they don't know how they have to make it accessible and all that bullshit. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So, yeah, it was, like, a whole thing. So, like, they literally, the senior, the editor-in-chief, and he was already kind of sus to me because I remember there was one video that I was watching about them. Like, it was, like, a Q&A, like, panel, and they were all on there. And the fucking editor-in-chief called one of the brown people the other brown person's name. There was only two brown people on the stage. <laughs> and they don't look alike, do they? And they don't look alike. They're just both Indian, I believe. But they don't look alike. I was like, this right here. I mm. should have known right then and there. That shit was a mess. Mm. I knew right then and there. I wish I could find the video, but I honestly don't know what it is. But yeah, it, they, <laughs> the whole thing just imploded. And that was very tragic. But very much necessary. I hope they run them their fucking paychecks. And the no. black, all the black people, all the no, black that's so period. There. Like, yeah, it was like a whole. This is the kind of shit. Like, it just, like, <laughs> like I'm not even surprised again, but, <laughs> bitch, I was no. just like, wow, I'm just, I was just trying to watch my little food dishes, and mm-hmm. now everything's a mess. Even, even the things that are unsuspectingly just minding their business they're even having their own racist thing going on there was another thing another show that i watched the challenge and that's like an mtv show and then this one girl she did this whole racist thing talking about like like the black lives matter thing so she was posting she posted a little performative ass black box thing and then went back to posting all of her her pictures and whatever and then one person commented and was like girl this is hella fake like you posted your black box and then didn't say anything else about black lives matter and she was like so like people die every day or some shit. And I was like, bruh. That's terrible. I mean, bruh, like, huh? And then she said some other shit about like how, yeah, Black Lives Matter to me when I was losing my virginity or some shit like that. I basically, fetishized a black man. And I was just like, and the MTV was like, absolutely not. Booted <laughs> her ass right no, off the show. Don't. MTV has their own history with racism. And That's what I was about to say. Like, you know what? We can't afford this anymore. <laughs> MTV was probably what... like, if we come under fire this time, we might not recover. Right. And that's what I was saying, because they've definitely had things that happened that were mad racial. 
especially in shows very similar yeah, to the one that that girl videos for a while either like when music videos were music videos are making a comeback now but for a while music videos had died down but like in the right. early days of music videos mtv and vh1 weren't showing black videos i mean that's one whole aspect of it but i was specifically talking about like the tv shows Oh. that mtv has but even on that they had like racist shit happening and then every single time the, the black person would always get booted off or the black person will always be the problem and then all of a sudden now they're saying us stuff and i'm just looking at them sideways like i've seen what you've done on these other shows when it comes to Listen, black issues you know what come on well, these companies really care about their coin and so facts they care about the money the issue and and the only way that things really happen is when they see somebody being racist and they know that if it gets out, it's going to fuck up their money. Exactly, because capitalism. Everything is about exactly. capitalism. So it's like, if you are in jeopardy of fucking up their coin, they're like, up, oh, boot it off instantly. But of course, if this shit was to happen before, who knows what would have happened? Because they're not the same amount of outrage that happened before, which is why a lot of these little companies mm. are sitting there like, oh, well these black issues have been happening but that's none of our business blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. not hiring black people a whole thing with those brands fucking doing those stupid ass posts about how they're only hiring two percent black people or one percent black person and or no black people and then all of a sudden finding ways to advertise them and post them on their shit it's like okay but where's this energy been all these years okay but you know what i love i love when you find out that a company or a place you like supports black people so I'm, I've told you about my favorite coffee shop. Shout out to Vigilante Coffee Company. We're not sponsored. I'm about to say, don't day. be saying Let's names unless they're paying. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Like that, that right there is the best French vanilla latte I've had here um, since I've moved, honestly. And it's like, it, it's- We have to go together one day. House. We do. Um, so they have posted they've posted about black lives matter before the protests were happening they were saying that they were going to donate uh, or like right when it started i think they announced that they were donating percentages of proceeds they um only have one location open during the week and they had actually shut that location down and went and gave coffee to protesters like blm protesters like they set up and and i think that it's it's extremely important to see what companies do when they're not under fire because nobody was checking for that coffee shop to really be vocal and they still did it exactly Um, that's that's the thing that's the performative nature of it all because it's like, what were y'all doing to support Black people, Black artists, Black musicians, Black creators, Black whatever, before all this shit started popping off? Because your track record is showing y'all didn't do shit. But all of a sudden, mm-hmm. now all this stuff is happening, you just want to cover your ass so you don't get canceled later. Now you want to start talking mm-hmm. about Black Lives Matter. Now you want to talk about your 2% Black people. Now you want to push faces to the front. And that's where mm-hmm. it's problematic. And that's why it's just oh, like... Yeah this performative shit if you if you're gonna do it for two days and then when everything goes back to normal you're gonna go back to doing your racist shit i mean yeah or you're complacent you're complacent shit even if it's not necessarily racist in intent it's complacent in action so yeah that's another episode we're gonna have to talk about it's like the token black people or like being acceptable black and 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 the duality in that but because because we could go all day about that because that low-key goes to our careers (laughs) but you know Speaking of careers, so this week, uh, everybody's favorite loud internet personality, oh. TV personality. Is she everyone's? I don't know what, I don't think she's everyone's favorite, but she's the loudest. 
I was about to say, anyway. she's very divisive. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Really, really so, yet again, B. Simone had people talking on Twitter. Some This video came out where she was talking to Nate Cannon, and she basically said that she does not want um, a nine-to-five man. And to remind y'all, in case y'all don't know who B. Simone is or just don't care, that's fine, too. See, somebody who's always, like, screaming, where's my boyfriend? She wants to get married. She needs a man. She wants dick, this, that, and the other. I guess she's celibate now. I support people doing it. She is celibate. Um, But regardless, so she's on this video with Nick Cannon, and they're talking, and she basically says that someone who works a nine-to-five cannot understand her lifestyle because she's an entrepreneur. She was like, if I'm up at 3 a.m., I need you to be up with me this, that, and the other. I need you to understand my life. If I want to take a trip tomorrow, I need to be like, oh, bae, I got work out of town. You trying to hop on this flight with me? First of all, there's just so many the last minute plane ticket, ma'am. I don't care how much money I got. That's Facts. too expensive. Like, that will blow through that million or two million you guys saved quickly. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Not really. Maybe she got, I don't know. I just, I'm not, I don't, I don't, my pockets ain't that deep yet. I'm still pretty wealthy. But regardless, those things just don't make sense. Like, I mean, I why have is it two sentiments about the whole thing that happened? One, I actually, surprisingly, as angry as I come up on this damn show, I actually wasn't that mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's not because I think what she said was right. I think it was because when she said it, she definitely said that's what she wanted. So if she was like, I don't know why any bitch would sit here and try to fuck with a nine to five man, that's one conversation. But she was like, I want a nine to five man to match my lifestyle and blah, blah, bullshit. So I was like, I mean, girl, that's unrealistic. But if that's what you want, that's what you want. Right. So for me, I kind of heard what she said and I was like, whatever. I wasn't really thinking anything past that. But then everybody on Twitter like took it like kind of like how I said it initially. And it was kind of like they're kind of she's shitting on nine to five men. Like, essentially, that their schedules are bad or, like, they're not making enough money or you don't have that mindset, quote-unquote, mindset, and you're not living that, Mm quote-unquote, lifestyle. And I'm just, like, jobs are changing a lot right now. (laughs) Like, there's probably people that work a, quote-unquote, nine-to-five but have very flexible schedules. And there are probably people that are entrepreneurs that that do not have a very flexible schedule that have to be in the office every day. I mean, that's a thing, like... You're entitled. We are all entitled to our preferences. Um, But I I see both sides. Like, I'll I'll say this. I I can understand why you weren't upset when you saw it. At the same time, it does come off like she's shitting on people who work a nine to five. And it's like, you're not better than anybody just because you're an entrepreneur. And anybody with a nine to five is not better than an entrepreneur. First of all, first of all, first of all, everybody is not meant to be an entrepreneur. That's Everybody does not that. need to be their own boss. Everybody simply cannot handle what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Exactly. And that is okay. Exactly. That is absolutely fine. And people don't realize that when you're an entrepreneur, like everybody thinks it's so cute and you can post your boutique on Instagram or you can post your business or your handmade soaps. Cool. Cool. But there is developing and patenting and 
getting in boardrooms and pitching and flying. And people only see the glamorous side of entrepreneurship when somebody blows up. They right. don't see people doing late nights or maxing out credit cards or struggling exactly. back in with parents or being forced to stay in abusive relationships because they don't have the capital to do anything else. Like there right. are so many dark parts of being an entrepreneur or just plain hard parts. It doesn't all have to be dark, but some of it is. And I think that people like to be like, oh, you clock in? I'm my own boss. Like there was some dumbass tweet I saw that said, <laughs> I would rather have $10 I made working for myself than $100 I made clocking in working for somebody else. You know what that did reminds you me of? see that? that yes i did that that low-key reminds me of that one argument that used to be like would you rather have seventy thousand dollars in cash or eight or 800 credit score and everybody was like i took the credit score why the fuck do i need seventy thousand dollars i was like seventy thousand dollars listen listen i'm gonna say seventy thousand dollars let me say this brunch with jay-z twitter LLC exactly. Twitter and Be LLC Your Own Twitter. Boss Twitter are the same. They are all yes. at brunch in their Chelsea boots and wide yep. brimmed hats. They Period. all function exactly the same. <laughs> I just, and they annoy me so bad. Like, yes, it, I honestly, the older you get, um, the more you realize that all people do is project. Like, that, that's, <laughs> why are you laughing at me? <laughs> like, this is a fact. Like, people be projecting. Sis, are you only wearing one sleeve? No, I have another one. Oh, it was dropped. I was like, is this what? I was like, oh, we getting sultry over here. You finna say something? <laughs> no one can even see that. You're just dragging me for no reason now. That wasn't a drag. But it's just like, they didn't need to know I had one sleeve. <laughs> anyway, I mean, she got two sleeves. Her, her shoulder was just out. You know, mm-hmm. it's a hot girl summer. She in the house, so that's, that's a hot girl summer in the house. <laughs> that's what she gonna do but nah um honestly like you can honestly, have your preferences this be a but hot people have to... this might be a hot take slightly Ooh. i feel like those llc twitters like they're like a weird derivative of like hotep twitter like where they feel like they need to like mm. like be like the boss and like be in charge of all that stuff and it's just like girl like it's okay <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to, you don't have to do all that, you know. Yeah. And it's just I like not everything I, is about making a business. I don't want to see you flipping random shit. I don't need to invest in forex. Like I'm oh, okay for it. I'm okay. Forex niggas are like brunch Twitter, brunch with Jay Z Twitter. Not brunch Twitter. I love brunch Twitter. I'm finna have some mimosas after this. But <laughs> brunch with Jay Z or lunch with Jay Z Twitter. LLC Twitter and entrepreneur Twitter on steroids is Forex Twitter. Cause it's like, you could be making money in your sleep, man. You could that blink ass. and have a hundred dollars. And that, that's, whew, this might be another hot thing, but this literally all kind of trickles back into, you know, that black capitalism thing too. But you know just what? like, it, it, it is, I get it's literally it just I like the it. fact that they want capital. Oh, yeah. I'll, Honestly, all of it stri- like comes from a place of wanting to be safe. Because in right. this country, if you have money, you're safe. And it's like, I'm already black. Air quotes on that more one. More money to be safe. And it, it, I get that. I understand it. You know, we are products of capitalism. When this quarantine started, I told Afro, I was like, you know, I have all this extra time. I could get a part-time job and I could save on this and I could pay for this. And she was like, sis sis the capitalism jumped out i need you to breathe and rest 
No facts. I'm <laughs> so glad. Like this. <laughs> like okay, see so you finally see how you be dragging me. But that's dead ass though. Your your first inclination when you have a break is to find more work. There's there's trauma behind that. I believe that full heartedly. Oh, first of all, I have nothing but walking trauma, um, <laughs> depression, twerk music, um, wrapped in Jesus thread. Like that's it. that's all that's holding me together. No, but um, seriously, because I feel like there there is definitely something behind the fact where it's like certain people when they've experienced certain things they find comfort in chaos so it's like yes. if things get too fucking calm um they, they can't like function they just like they need something to do and that's definitely something that i attribute to like my uh form of depression like when i get too calm about things when i get too chill i i get scared like my anxiety starts to build because i'm like i need to be stressed i need to be doing something i need to be active and moving and doing something or else something's about to hit the fan i'm gonna be fucking like i'm gonna fucking die like right. that's like how my anxiety like slash depressive episodes kind of come about and i've acknowledged those things and i have to actively not think that my life is gonna fall apart because i'm relaxing because there's listen, some calm. listen the <laughs> thought of me having a day where i do nothing and watch tv feels good but then there's this guilt why didn't you study why didn't you try to do work even though it's the weekend why didn't you clean something why didn't you fold like why are you being useless Fact. and it i think part of it is growing up in an african household oh for sure uh, well, part of it is definitely true. that um and part of it is just you know like you said trauma that you grow up in and listen See a therapist, y'all. That's all I gotta say. Dead ass. And, and, not- and I understand that everything is not for everybody, but I, I just want to tell y'all a couple things that you should keep in mind um, if you're open to trying therapy. One, your therapist works for you. You do not work for your therapist. If you think that your therapist now now there's a difference between telling you what you need to hear, which they're supposed to do, or not clicking. If your therapist doesn't click, find a new one. Um, I personally enjoy having a therapist who looks like me. So I only see black women therapists because I do not want to have to sit in therapy and have this shield up like, okay, well, this is a black man, but he doesn't, doesn't understand what it is to be a black woman and go through that trauma. So then I have to perform or then it's like, well, it's not that bad. Like I don't need to be mansplained. And then I don't need these racist remarks coming out because a well-intentioned white woman could be a great therapist. I just don't want that therapist because I want to talk to somebody who understands what I'm going through and has the tools to help me build my way through or support myself so that's what that's my suggestion what's actually super funny is that my therapist is a white man (laughs) (laughs) what are you going to a white guy therapist (laughs) i could see it though but it's not because i was like i don't want a black woman obviously i would have preferred initially my first thought was i would have preferred a black woman obviously Mm -hmm. but for me i i was kind of just like i don't know i felt like I wanted to be a bit uncomfortable because there's certain expectations that everybody has for um, therapy and the type of therapy that I was specifically having, I wanted a different perspective because a lot of what was going on with me at the time was yes, certain depressive things with me personally, but also it was had a lot to do with like my relationship at the time. 
mm-hmm. because I was still fairly new in it. I didn't know how to date. I didn't know what dating was and like all that mm-hmm. stuff. So it was manifesting like all the things that were deep inside me that were coming out in my relationship. So it made sense for me, like yeah. if I didn't get a woman or if I got Oh, well, the white thing, I didn't expect him to be white, but he just happened to be, and it was like, fine. But I was okay with having a man therapist at that point in time, right? Mm-hmm. So when I was explaining everything and I was going through stuff, he was just listening, which is already a very good sign of a good therapist. Yeah. But he never like said anything that was like too intrusive or he didn't go any further than what I was saying. Yes. He was, and he was always just like, well, have you thought about how this could have made this person feel? Or have you ever thought how this relationship nah, with your that's mom the worst. don't make this me think about this. how i'm the reason things happen like don't hold me accountable in therapy i just want to cry <laughs> on your couch but so, that's but, a good therapist but yeah that's what i'm saying like have you ever thought about how this relationship or this thing that happened before impacted you and how it's manifesting here and i was like Ooh, drag me, drag me, drag me through the mud, through the dirt, mm. through the snow. I was like, woo. Like, and that's when I knew I was like, okay, this is actually a really good therapist. And I kept going to him because I was like, dude, I'm struggling here. And he was like, well, have you thought of this? And I was like, damn, you're a fucking genius. <laughs> right, like, this is why I pay you. This is why my insurance pays right. you or I pay you. So, so yeah, that was just really... I think it's just very important to understand like what makes you stressed. Yes. yes. And how yes. those things are manifesting in your life. Yeah. <laughs> because oh. one last tidbit on therapy, just understand that healing isn't a linear process. So some weeks you'll feel great. Some weeks you, you won't, you may bring up some stuff in therapy, stick with it. I promise you, you're going to glow up and the best glow up is internal. Cause there ain't nothing like glowing from the inside. I promise you. You know, what's real great. I love how this was supposed to be a Zodiac episode. <laughs> now it has it? turned oh. into a mental health. <laughs> I mean, Zodiac is yes. pushed back another week. <laughs> it is. Um, shout out to all the Scorpios out there. Absolutely not. We're not doing that now. <laughs> yes, we are. Because I'm a Scorpio. We're, We're great. We're going to wrap up on mental health. I don't care. We're great. Well, listen, me and my ego know that Scorpios are great. Mm. I mean, ready. are we really wrapping up on mental health? <laughs> I think we have to edit on mental health now because how long are we going to talk we about in the Zodiacs in 10 minutes? We had a whole thing. You know what? We need to pitch the Zodiac to next week because honestly, that's probably going to bring up every, I mean, we already know it's going to be an episode. But now, y'all, for real, go see a therapist. Um, yeah. I have my therapy intake. It was great. I've seen, I've been to therapy, but I moved. So I had to unfortunately say goodbye to my one of my favorite people who was my therapist in Atlanta. What's actually um, funny is that this whole mental thing started from B. Simone. <laughs> hey man, whatever happens, happens. We went from fucking B. Simone to Forex niggas to mental <laughs> This is this is what a car ride with us is like. Like we we didn't even necessarily like give our full opinions on the B. Simone thing. We did it. <laughs> I and think we were like, go away. see I'm a therapist. Seek help. You're fucking broken. It's okay. Seek help. Listen, listen, listen. Listen. Oh, Don't man. recognize real, you know, and I have been through some trauma. I am broke. So let me tell y'all, a lot of the, the, the way, the reason y'all be acting the way y'all acting and showing y'all ass is because y'all are broken. Facts. Go to therapy. And that's put okay yourself to back broken, together. But don't put that shit on other people. That's not their responsibility. Listen, you can't. You cannot. I listen. You have Very to take unfair. 
control of your mental health situation um because it will literally manifest in everything else in life like yes my partner is one of the first people that can tell like if i'm having a bout of depression because it's just like the way that i act and respond oh (laughs) yeah that's a depression shout out out (laughs) yo no i have my intake this week y'all and i text abba with a zach fox picture i was like well (laughs) we're here now (laughs) and i was like i feel that i feel that oh god but it's fine um but yeah it's, it's just really crazy because understanding your mental health is just is one thing but then having a partner being there and seeing that you be showing your ass to your partner and listen, it's just like you can't listen, even hide i really be sitting here thinking to myself like damn i'm still like, in a relationship Shit. like the this way i was a full-on the way i was a full-on dickhead to my boyfriend when we first met oh my god i don't know why he stayed <laughs> like no nah, i oh have really god. said or done some bitchy things i, I mean unfortunately my boyfriend listens to this podcast so i guess i'm admitting this to him well it is towards the end so maybe he's turned off by now (laughs) maybe my boyfriend's in bits and pieces i'm definitely like a brat so i know that really manifests and like sometimes i'm just a straight up bitch like i the things i say or do and like sometimes i don't realize it so i go back and i have to apologize and address it but that that that's the key word is apologize and try to correct the behavior going forward. Right. It's correct the, the behavior thing. for sure. Like the best apology is change behavior. You can't apologize for something and keep doing it because then you're not mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. And I don't apologize if I don't mean that shit. I don't believe Fact. in that. Because there's ways to slip up. Because I think you deserve it. Fact. Because there's ways that you can slip up after apologizing, but you can understand that it was a slip up within that moment. But, like, if you're constantly doing that shit and then you apologize every fucking week, that means you're just a right. dick. Like, you're not actually actively trying to change it or you don't want to actively change it. So, right. fix your Be nonsense. Be single. Heal yourself. Be single. Be single. Just, just don't, don't hurt other people. And, and also really just acknowledging, like, what makes certain things happen. Like, I knew for yes. me... I know the type of person I am. I'm a very, well, <laughs> we can get into relationship styles later. That's a whole nother episode. Ooh, yeah, that's definitely another episode. That's a that's, very interesting episode. But I know for big. me, I know for me, I get very, I, I'm definitely like a simmering pot. So like for me, I can take a lot of shit, but once that pot, like once I blow my top, yeah, I turn into the biggest bitch you'll ever meet. Like I'll say I'm some both. shit. I'll, I'll go for throats. I'm going for jugular, babe. And that's because, why I shut up when I'm mad because I can't exactly. say nothing. Exactly. And because I know I'm that type of person, I specifically take the time to be like, because this is another thing my therapist said. He's like, have you ever thought about taking a break during your fight? And I was like, why would we do that? And he'd be like, well, because when things start to simmer over, you start mm-hmm. to say things that you don't mean, or you start getting to a point where you're just getting spiteful. And I was like, that's a fact. And he was like, well, in the middle of those fights, try and take a break. Like maybe say like, give me like 10 minutes. We'll come back and we'll reconvene. And I've been trying that and that definitely does help because it makes you like relax a little bit, like takes your mind off it. So it's really just like seeing the behaviors and the patterns that you have and then trying to make an active difference before the bad part happens. So if you see yourself getting angry or if you see yourself about to do something that you know you don't want to do, take a step back, be like, give me like 10 minutes, give me like an hour. We'll come back and talk about the issue, the main issue. Yeah. Because there was this one episode in um, Horrible Decisions where that um, gay pastor came on. And I really, really liked it. That was a great episode. episode. It was a fire episode. But towards the end, he was talking about 
um, fighting and like conflict, conflict and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And he was really just trying to say that you shouldn't, you should be fighting about the situation. If you're fighting about the TV, fight about the TV. Don't if mention the trash. Don't, don't talk about the trash. The water, don't talk the about faucet, the dishes. Literally just the TV. Fight about the TV. And that's, I took that tip and I was like, that is so fucking smart. And that's so true. Because a lot of the times shit starts to boil over from other things or you start resenting from past things and shit start getting brought up. You don't want to do that. <laughs> I can't tell you. There have been a couple times because besides Av, my boyfriend's probably the number one person that reads me to filth. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll be like, what is this really about? Because you're not mad about X, Y, or Z. And I've gotten better. I've grown. What? Shut up. No, but I'm just thinking that in general. <laughs> I be saying that to people all the time. I'm just like, you're mad at me about something else. Take it up with someone else. Because it's not me that you're mad at. <laughs> right. But no, the, no, that's definitely important. Um, yeah, I don't really know how we got here. I hope y'all got something. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll stick to the actual outline. <laughs> oh, God. That'll be a great day. It'll have to be next week. Next week, we're going to talk about, uh, as long as nothing crazy happens, because lately, shit's been popping off. That's the thing. But it's really hard to schedule these episodes because we have ideas and topics that are really, really fun and cute and quirky, blah, 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 blah. And then political nonsense happens. And then we feel compelled to talk about them because it'd be fake as fuck if we didn't. So, <laughs> so if you keep hearing us talk about political shit, at least know that we're real and authentic and that we wouldn't just Facts. skim past authentic shit just so we can Home do some quirky shit here. about zodiacs like <laughs> we are gonna talk about that next week shout out to all my scorpios I enough have a shit ton of enough with the scorpios great no it's never enough you know what's actually really funny i want y'all to possibly guess my zodiac because no how she i haven't even mentioned mine once she said hers 10 times now yeah because you don't brag on shit when it's not real like that's why i want you to guess mine <laughs> nah be like your opinion because you, you, you know you're not as already know as scorpio period. if you already know what my zodiac sign is please don't don't expose me thank you <laughs> but yes save those message us on um twitter to, with your guesses that also will make it more fun and interactive because you already know she said her shit twenty thousand times yeah, so we know damn well she's scorpio uh, shit are you really the greatest if you have to proclaim you're the greatest listen oh but (laughs) listen i'm just letting it be known yes real g's move in silence but at the same time at the same time why should i shrink myself as a scorpio to make other people feel bigger no one said you had to shrink yourself but the thing that's what you're implying by saying why do you keep i'm gonna take up as much space as i want no, that's the thing you take up a lot of space and a lot of air in the room everybody else is passed out like <laughs> you just keep going and i'm just like well we're still here too it's they like, should have been focused on their breathing if they passed out ain't my well, fault i, mean, I just really took not- their breath away i'm not good sis oh wow. look, look at me. man all right time to <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't tell this the next episode is going to be so obnoxious hopefully <laughs> given that nothing terrible happens if we actually get to the topic we'll get to time. it um <laughs> If we actually Thanks get for to listening, y'all, y'all probably turned this shit off already. If you didn't, you were you say one. that every time. Niggas be listening. I, I hope so. Listen. Y'all have a great week, and we will see y'all next week. As always, we appreciate you. We recognize you. We love you. We affirm you and all of your identities. Facts. <laughs>